Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Doug Tyrrell History and Comment. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Thursday, the first day of June, 2023. A Scottish monk by the name of John Corr records the first batch of Scotch whiskey in 1495. Whiskey has a strong connection to both Scotland and Ireland. Weather and the fact that the available starch was small grains may have played a factor. The Gaelic term is Yushka Baha, or Water of Life. In the record of John Corr, who was part of the royal court, uses the Latin term Aqua Vita, roughly the same translation. Corr may have also been trained as an apothecary. The art of distillation does date back to the ancient Babylonians, but the distillation of alcohol does not appear in the records for another three millennia. Society has had a love-hate relationship with strong drink, especially in America. It's an interesting dichotomy that most churches have a disdain for alcohol consumption. The exception is the Catholics, who almost revere the practice and are often in the accounts of firsts. There is a Scots song that dates back a handful of decades called The Parish of Dunkeld. It simultaneously condemns and supports the rogue congregation that overthrew the kirk and built a still. The closing line purports that true love and friendship will draw a large crowd better than a distant bell. The idea is complex, at the same time profane but painfully accurate. I have a close preacher friend who once proclaimed that the corner bar may be more supporting, less judgmental, and loving than the church. And that is not right. A recent video on social media told a story with the exact same moral. The corner bar may be a place of gross indulgence and as such condemned, but at the same time the church has to self-reflect that we are in fact a place of love and healing and not just a judgment hall. One of the first books, or in fact series of books, on human anatomy is published in 1543. The Latin title was De Humani Corpus Fabrica, or The Fabric of the Human Body, in seven books. The first earthquake is recorded in North America, at least by Europeans, in 1638. The location is at Plymouth, Massachusetts. The Northeast is not known for its geological activity. Speaking of Eastern geology, did you know the Appalachian Mountains and the Scottish Highlands are part of the same ancient chain? The first Quakers arrive in New Amsterdam, now New York, in 1657. Formerly known as the Religious Society of Friends, they have their roots to about 1650. Founder George Fox was jailed for blasphemy. Their core doctrine is less theology and more about let's just all get along. They are generally pacifist, do not take oaths, have informal meetings without clerics or formal leaders, and have a dislike for the honorary titles that are a large part of English society. They were widely persecuted in the British Isles. Here the case was little better, especially in Puritan Massachusetts, where Mary Dyer is hanged in 1660 on this day, for defying the law that banned Quakers. William Penn was a wealthy English Quaker that the king was indebted to. He receives a very large land charter and establishes a Quaker colony in Pennsylvania.
General Benedict Arnold is court-martialed in 1779 on charges of malfeasance. He was having a quarrel with civil officials in Philadelphia and is cleared on the charges. But he was married to a loyalist and there were pressures. The court-martial, while largely cleared, was essentially the last straw. The young United States is growing after the Revolutionary War. Kentucky is admitted as the 15th state in 1792, Tennessee as the 16th four years later. The idea of the government setting aside tracts of land to be sold and the proceeds fund a college dates back to 1808, when Ohio University is founded. The ability of animals to navigate very long journeys is truly amazing. In 1845, a homing pigeon is released in Nambia on the far southwestern coast of Africa. On this day, after a 6,800-mile journey over 55 days, it arrives back in London. That is 123 miles per day. The first pay telephone is installed in 1880. Today, those are extremely difficult to find. The once-a-decade U.S. Census has always been a major feat. In 1880, the U.S. population is 50 million. Those were largely counted on large ledger sheets with hand-filled information on each household, usually with a census taker going door-to-door. Ten years later, the Census Bureau begins using a tabulating machine to total the results. They have often been on the cutting edge of computer technology. The 1890 population is 62 million, almost a 25% increase. The rural areas of our country have rarely had issues with overcrowding or taxed infrastructure. The cities have always had an issue. John Albert Crone seems to have had a flair for publicity. A group of friends had put up a $1,000 bet that he could not walk the perimeter of the United States in 400 days. He departs Portland, Maine on this day in 1908, dressed in colonial period attire and pushing a wheelbarrow, one of the conditions. The trek will take him to 1,209 cities, across 9,024 miles, 11 pairs of shoes, 112 pairs of socks, 5 wheels on the wheelbarrow, and 3 tires. He will arrive back in Portland 257 days later, well ahead of the deadline. While odysseys such as Crohn's are rare, they do result in a lifetime of stories. I had a co-worker who took off and biked from Seattle most, if not all the way, across the U.S. We were on a work trip to the Northwest, and he remarked when we passed a hotel about the trip. After the fact, he felt it was a waste of time and money. Money and time were not an issue to him, and he was single. Why not do something like that? Yes, it would have been a lot of work, but you get to see the country in a very unique way. I recall a high school friend who had wanted to do a long bike trip right out of high school. He was of lesser means, and his father forbid the trick as a waste of time and money. When I sat down with him at a class reunion decades later, I asked if he ever got to make the trip. He did not. To me, that was quite sad. If I have learned one thing... As young men, we vow to live life and have no regrets. Yet, as I get older, I find we were not as bold as we should have been, and life is full of, if not regrets, a lot of what-ifs. But we make what appears to be sound judgments at the time with the facts and resources we have on hand. 
Dwelling on what-ifs is closely related to the issues of time travel. You cannot go back and make a simple change. Any change alters every later event. Shortly after the proclamation of independence and subsequent fighting, Israel and the Arab states agreed to a ceasefire in 1948. Ceasefires are often agreed to by the Arabs as they are getting trounced and need to regroup and rearm. There will be subsequent fights. If you're not a student of Bible prophecy, the current world order will end in a final battle of Jews against the world. If you want a visual, look for the film rendering of the Battle of Helm's Deep in the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers film. I'm reasonably certain that Tolkien had a picture of the future Battle of Armageddon in mind when he wrote that narrative. Peter Jackson's film did it credit. The largest forest fire in North American history ignites in 1950, known by several names like the Wisp Fire, Fire 19, or the Chicago Fire. Located in British Columbia, it will burn about 4 million acres before burning out in late October. The first FM stereo signal is broadcast in 1961, developed by General Electric and Zenith. WGFM, Schenectady, New York, was the first station to broadcast regular programming in stereo. The Heimlich Maneuver is described in an article in the journal Emergency Medicine in 1974. Cable News Network begins broadcasting continuous news programming in 1980. There's a fire on the back lot of Universal Studios in 2008, destroying some iconic movie sets, but the greater loss is a large archive of historical master copies of music and film. The full extent of what was lost was not revealed for 11 years. Three years ago, President Trump threatens to deploy the military to quell protests across the country over the death of George Floyd. That was a bit of posturing. He could only do that if the governors requested the help. Most did not. The riots were in heavily leftist cities. On the other side of the story, while the actual incident had problems, the reaction of both Floyd and the ethnic community also had issues. There is a news story out this morning that Canada will require a warning label printed on each individual cigarette. Folks, we've known since the mid-60s that there were health issues with cigarettes and smoking. Yet the intrigue and addiction to nicotine have only persisted. The FBI is going to implode. They have admitted they have documents related to the Biden crime family. The corruption we're seeing is beyond belief. The most concerning is not the actual events, which are horrid, but how the deep state is circling the wagons. That's history and comment for the first day of June. I'm Doug Terrell. Now, go do something worth remembering.